Welcome back to another episode of Bougie and Broke. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Brandy. We're here. How are you today? I'm just here. Honestly, I'm just here. I'm just here too, and I'm being super lazy. I wanted to sit on my couch, so I have my mic like resting on my lap, and I'm using my boobs to hold it up. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Uh, Well, I just got – I worked super late today, and – Got a haircut, so I'm really feeling my my new do, and I'm feeling cute and sporty and ready for the summer, but it's freezing here. It looks really cute. Thank you. Thank you. My hairstylist, um, I had two glasses of wine there. She was like, do you want me to give you a ride home? And I was like, thanks, Alora. <laughs> that is nice that your hairstylist provides booze and a ride home. It really doesn't get much better than that. It really it doesn't. She does live super close, so I didn't feel bad saying yes, but... Better than an Uber or Lyft, for sure. Exactly. And maybe broke moment of the week? Just kidding. We all know I have another. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this week has just also kind of been there. I went to Cubs opening day at Wrigley Field on Monday. And let me tell you, it was the best weather I've ever had for an opening day. It was like sunny, 65, absolutely beautiful And it was just nice to not have to be at work. And the Cubs finally won a game. (laughs) Well, I cannot relate because I went to opening day here in Denver. It was beautiful weather. Um, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a more perfect day. I had my cool vintage starter jacket on. I was slamming Coors Lights, getting getting rowdy. My parents were really embarrassed. And (laughs) then I just had to roll back into the work week. Or no. I had a baby shower, not for myself, for my little niece, Madeline Louise. Um, I like to call her Mad Bums. We had that. And what else did I say? Baseball, baby, butthurt. <laughs> I'm a little butthurt. About, Why are you a little butthurt? I've just been working a lot at work. And the Rockies have not won a single game at home. It's just, and boys suck. I shouldn't say that. That pretty much just sums up what every girl thinks whatever but I'm glad you had a good opening day that is the best day of the year I had my parents were really embarrassed so I've gone to opening day every year since I've lived in Chicago whether I've worked there or gone as a fan and it just feels like a fresh start and it makes it that much better when the weather is so nice it's like one of the best and nicest days we've had in Chicago in like five months it feels like (laughs) I I understand and I've also never missed an opening day And last year it was snowing, so... You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. Stephanie, another week goes by, and another week I know you're bougie, and I know you're also broke. So, tell us how. Which would you like first, bougie or broke? You decide. Broke. I want broke today. (laughs) I'm really broken, so I... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you the short version of this story. I'm at Wrigley Field on opening day. I'm with my friend. Wait, I've been waiting for this story all week. I know. She wanted me to tell her the story and I wouldn't do it. I was like, I'm saving it for the podcast. So (laughs) I'm at Wrigley Field. My best friend Kinsley went to the game with me. She's a vegetarian. They have impossible burgers now at Wrigley Field, which I appreciate. It's a really awesome veggie burger if you didn't know. So we wait in line at this main concession stand for about 20 minutes get to the front of the line, and they say, oh, all we have left are hot dogs. That's it. I'm like, 
it is opening day and I just waited in line for 20 minutes. I'm like, whatever. So I'm like, I know where there's veggie dogs. Let's go up to the upper concourse. I know there's veggie dogs up there. We wait in line for 15 minutes and we get to the front of the line and they're like, oh, our credit card machines are down cash only. (laughs) We had $5 in cash. I'm like, awesome. So we go back downstairs to the main concourse, wait in another line. Kinsley gets in line for the veggie burger. And I'm like, I'm not waiting in this line if the credit card machines are down and if they don't have them. So I'm going to go to the front of the line to see if everything's good. So I go up there and I'm like, hey, do you guys have impossible burgers or your credit card machines working? And they're like, yeah, no problem. This guy that's next in line is standing right there. So I am telling him kind of what happened. I get Kinsley out of line because the guy was like, well, let me just order them for you so you don't have to wait in line again. That totally sucked. And I'm like, you're right. It did totally suck. And I appreciate it. I'm like, but I don't have any cash. So can I just Venmo you for the burger? And he was like, sure, no problem. So we're standing there chatting. He was super nice, like was not hot by any means. Also, Kinsley is married and has a giant ring on her wedding finger. (laughs) It's huge. This girl, his girlfriend, pops in out of nowhere. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, okay, this is awkward. He had already ordered, hands us the burger. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, can I grab your phone number or your Venmo username so that I can pay you really quick? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And she looked at him and she goes, I'm sorry, you're not effing giving her your phone number. And I was (gasps) like, oh, I'm like, he just ordered our food because we got screwed in another line. So can I just I just want to pay him for what he ordered for us. And she's like, you're not effing giving him your phone number. And I'm like, "Okay, well, can I have your Venmo or your phone number so that I can pay you guys? And she's like, no. So I looked at the guy oh my God. and we had $5 in cash. And I was like, dude, this is all I have. Like, I, I just want to pay you back. And he looked at me and he's like, just go. <laughs> so I looked at Kinsley and I'm like, run away, run far away. So, oh my gosh. I don't know if this is really a broke moment, but like, I didn't pay more than $5 in cash for this because <laughs> of his psycho girlfriend. So... It was a great story needed to be told for the podcast. People are freaking nuts. Like, I realize I'm jealous and crazy in relationships sometimes, but that is beyond. That was just straight up nuts. So that happened. Oh, that is, that's crazy. And my bougie moment is I placed an order with Ulta because I needed a few things. Uh, Weird. I know. (laughs) Did that, and then the next day I get an email that says, if you spend $50 or more, you get 250 bonus points. So I made another order. I think they're doing it on purpose. Like, they know that you are the kind of person that's going to spend more money if you offer an incentive. Like, oh, she just purchased? Let's test this out and see if she buys again. Great marketing. What else is funny is that the moment that I did that, like two days later, I got a coupon from them for 20% off prestige brands. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm weak for Ulta. It is what it is. Tell me how you were bougie this week. Bougie, I went out to dinner and I ordered a soda water or I'm sorry, I ordered a Pellegrino and they didn't have any. So I said, I'll have a soda water with a lime. He comes back and brings it to me. I was like, oh, can I have a straw? 
And he's like, we don't have any straws, but you could purchase a metal one for $1.50. And I said, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, you could purchase one for $1.50. And I said, well, are they the straight ones or are they the ones that have a little bend in them? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, um, straight. And I was like, never mind then. I'll just drink my water from a glass like a peasant. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? What is happening? And the person I was with was just like, shocked you know if you're gonna spend a dollar fifty on a metal straw it at least better have a curve to it that's all i'm saying and honestly i would have probably left it there anyway because who carries around a metal straw in their purse it just gets dirty and gross exactly how are you broke this week (laughs) so i've been um really good about not going to starbucks and i got to work this week and realized that my coffee grounds have gotten thrown out. They're not in the fridge. Somebody like either stole them or they got thrown out with the cleaning. I'm not sure. So I've been drinking gross office coffee. Who are you? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I have no words. I can't even give you an excuse. <laughs> In light of an article that I read this week, this week's episode is going to be about tipping. That's right. Just the tip, baby. Just the tip. (laughs) So there's been all this attention to this article that came from CNBC a few months ago, and it's just getting a lot of attention right now. And it's basically a video telling you how to save money, like a tipping hack. And the hack is that you tip on the pre-tax amount to save money and everyone's like so pissed off about this and as a former server I am also pissed off about it I am also shook to the core because I am also a previous server so I worked at a restaurant in Arizona called Oregano's for about five years and I did hosting to start and then I did takeout for a while and then I was a server so I've pretty much worked like every job in the front of the house of a restaurant. And I cannot believe that that is actually a thing. In Illinois, <laughs> the minimum wage for servers, if you don't know, is $4.95 an hour. So people that are servers base their livelihood basically on tips. That four ninety five dollars once it's taxed, after two weeks, your check when you get it is like $34. And you're like, cool. Um, Guess I'll go buy some gas with this. I would honestly forget to cash those checks because that's how little and insignificant they were to my like every day to day life. Right. I feel like I tip pretty well when it comes to restaurants just because I know what it's like to work in one. And I feel like every single person at some point or another should work at a restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Like I know half of this nation wouldn't survive working in a restaurant because the incompetence they have but I think they need to try so they're a little nicer to their service industry people totally agree and it is sometimes baffling how people can be so rude to servers and honestly that's one of my biggest pet peeves in like a relationship definitely a deal breaker 100% if we go to dinner and you are rude to a server I don't want to date you I would completely agree. 
I, I worked in restaurants for probably four years and it's, I think it's an amazing skill to have because if I were to get fired from my job tomorrow, I have four years of serving experience. I could just be like, walk into any restaurant and be okay. And what's so great about serving too is that it's like cash right then. So when I worked at this restaurant in college, it was basically like, oh shit, I have to pay my cell phone bill tomorrow and I don't feel like I have enough money to pay it. So I'll just go pick up a shift. And then you walk out of there with one, $200 in cash. Mm-hmm. It was so great. It was so great. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It did have its downfalls, but always having cash is so significant. And I mean, you don't really have to claim it. <laughs> you definitely don't. I think one of the biggest arguments about restaurants, though, is like, why don't servers just get paid a normal wage so that you don't have to worry about tips? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. There's some trendy places here in Denver that try to do that. And it's a little weird because then you go up to order and you're like $14 for that full. And it's like a quick service place. So I don't think it constitutes. And they're like, we don't tip. Like, don't tip us. We don't accept tips. They're really proud of it. And it seems kind of too in your face and annoying. I think what bothers me about it is that I think serving is actually a skill and oh, it is. there are a lot of people when I worked in a restaurant that just did the bare minimum to get by and would be fine with their 15% tip and go home. And as much as I don't like people or serving people, I was always like fake pleasant and I tried really hard to make people have a good experience so that I would get tipped more. So if everyone's making the same wage, I kind of just don't think it's fair to the people that are going above and beyond. That is true. I, I like that perspective. One time um, I did get like, I was, I don't want to say it was fake nice. I loved serving and I, I would love it to this day still. And what some people don't understand is that's what some people's career choices are on purpose. It's not something that like, they fall back on because they can't get a job somewhere else or X, Y, Z. Like that's what they chose. So I think there's a lot of stigma around that, but I genuinely liked serving. And one night I was just talking with this couple. I think I had a couple tables and at the end of the night when they left, they tipped me a hundred dollars and their bill was $25. That's crazy. And I think I, I called my mom crying and I was like, I cannot believe the generosity of these people. Like, they're like, here's a hundred bucks. This, like, you are awesome. <laughs> when I worked at the restaurant in Arizona, there were a bunch of NFL players that used to come into the restaurant in the summer. And I remember I was at the outside bar one night and Terrell Suggs, he at the time played for the Baltimore Ravens, I think. Whatever. If you know NFL, you know who Terrell Suggs is. He came in and basically like if you knew his order and just put it in and we're just like, hey, how are you? He would be so happy with you. And I remember his tab was like $43 and he left me 100 and was like, just keep it. Have a good night. And he was there for like 15 minutes. I swear to God, it was like 15 minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> that is so awesome. I I also, I've waited on so many cool people and I've met so many like great connections. It sounds so corny, but like I used to network while I was serving 
and be like, oh yeah, I'm going into marketing, blah, 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 blah. And I really have true connections from my tables that I used to serve. And I think it shows, and I think people like that in a characteristic, um, because people that have served before really know the grind, and it's a lot of hard work. And if you could do that, you're going to be good at anything else. There really are some days where I'm like, God, if I could just go back and serve like one night a week, just one night a week. (laughs) From like four four to nine shifts, like perfect. Seriously. (laughs) How do you tip though? Like what kind of tipper are you at a restaurant? Do you do like 15%? Do you do 20%? If the service is bad, what do you do? I am always a 20% tipper, even if my service is bad. Same. If my service is bad, I will write a note and be like, I understand that like you might be having an off night, but you really, the this service isn't acceptable. And I'm, I'm kind of brutal. <laughs> But I still leave them a tip and it's 20%, so they should be happy. The rule that I always go by when I'm tipping, just to make sure that I'm doing the 20%, my cousin actually taught me this. If your bill's like $32, I just double the first number. You know, if it's $32, I tip $6. Or if it's like $35 and they were really good, I'll tip 7 or 8 You know, if they're better than that, I'll throw them a couple extra dollars. But I always tip at least 20% because I know what it's like. Even if you're having an off day, like you said, that's how you make your money. If you're a server. I also tip a lot if, or tip more, I should say if they, if I sat at the table a long time. Same. So if I was there for a couple hours and had like two beers, I'll be like, here's 10 bucks. Like I was here for a long time, taking up your space. My beers were four bucks each. Like, I don't care. I I was here for literally the ambiance and entertainment and being here. And you're probably annoyed that I was wasting your space. I feel like a lot of people don't get that though. Like if you're a server, you have a section of four tables and your goal is to get people in and out as quick as possible so that you can make more money by more tips as many times as you turn your tables. So if you have people that are sitting in your section for two or three hours and they're just tipping on their bill, that's like, two or three tables that you missed out on, two or three tips that you missed out on. Exactly. And those tips really add up and you never know like how crazy a table is going to get. I, I've had people like stay for hours and just like order rounds of drinks and rounds of drinks and rounds of drinks. And then it pay off that they sat there or they get their bill and like have sticker shock and like, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> right. You like really never know what you're going to get. I know. And it's, it's really difficult. So please have some grace for all your servers out there. I do have a question though. One more question for you about restaurants, I guess. Do you tip on to-go food? Like you order to-go food, you run in and pick it up from a counter. Do you tip that person? It just depends. Um, If my food is ready and I always check before I leave and if everything was correct, I tip 15%. If not, I'll throw them 10% because I'm sorry, but Even when I was, I would be shocked if I got like a tip on a to-go order when I was a server. I will tell you when I did to-go orders at this restaurant I worked at, I was making like $11 an hour plus tips and people there would tip all the time. And it was, it was kind of hard work. I mean, like I was answering the phones and taking the orders. It was before online ordering and I would make sure all their food was correct and ready and make sure that they had all their utensils and stuff like that. And I was never expecting like a 20% tip. But like, I feel like a 10% tip was a nice 
thing. Yeah. Some nights I would walk out of there and I would have like 60 or 70 bucks in tips for working like a four hour shift and I was getting paid $11 an hour. It was crazy. That's some good money. I was basically rich when I worked there. (laughs) (laughs) I always felt like I was rich because I always had cash and it was always like small bills. So I would just be like, yeah, here you go. Here you go. (laughs) How much do you tip a bartender if you're at a bar and you order like you order two drinks and it's $10? How much are you tipping? You said two drinks, $10, $2. Right. I usually tip a dollar a drink unless it's like a super bougie place. Um, yeah, I kind of get that. I Like I said, I really normally just default to 20% unless it's like a standing standing bar and like I have to go and pick it and like go back and forth and uh, that's annoying. And I have to wait a long time. Yeah, I actually don't tip a lot <laughs> now that I'm like thinking about it. What about your barista, specifically Caitlin, your Starbucks girlfriend? Honestly, I don't think I've ever tipped a Starbucks barista. I think the only time I've (laughs) tipped at Starbucks is if I pay in cash, which is now never. And I throw like my extra change in the jar. Yes, but I never have cash. I live in a cashless society. Me too. (laughs) We live in the same society, so I hope so. (laughs) I have one that I added because I had this... I'm so glad that this topic came up because somebody told me that we needed to do this. Your ballpark beer dude. So your beer guy walking up and down the aisles. How much do you tip him? Well, it depends at Wrigley Field, I guess, because now the way that they price things, it's like ten fifty. So So you do give them like fifty cents. Yeah, for sure. Because it just makes more sense. Like don't pass back fifty cents down the aisle. Come on. But then do you seem like kind of like a dick for being like, oh, yeah, just keep the change? I don't think so. That's how they make their money. Like literally the quarters. Do you tip them? I never utilize them because I never have cash. Oh, my God. But, um, but I, I did. I was with somebody at the ball game, and he tipped like $5 on one beer, and his girlfriend got so mad at him, and she was like, what the heck? Why did you tip that much to this guy? He's just bringing you a beer. Yeah, I think $5 is a little excessive, but I feel like it's kind of just like a bartender, like a dollar a drink. Like if I'm ordering four beers from the guy, I'll throw him an extra four or five bucks. Okay, okay. Yeah, I felt like that was a good one, and that's what sparked the inspiration for this podcast, as well as whatever you were thinking of. We we were connecting. I don't know what I was thinking of, honestly. It just kind of came to me. (laughs) All right, what about, you said that there's definitely other people that deserve tips and get tips in the world. For sure. A lot of them have to do with travel, I think. Do you tip housekeeping at a hotel? Yes, because I destroy my room and I always want clean towels. How do you tip? Do you just leave money on the bedside table? Do you leave like a 20 at the end? Like, how do you do it? I do um, a couple dollars every day, like three or four dollars for housekeeping. I don't know if that's enough or not. I read somewhere like two to five dollars a day, depending on the luxuriousness of the hotel well I'm not staying at any four seasons so (laughs) yeah I think two to five dollars a day is acceptable for that type of service and I don't throw 20 at the end because it might not be the same girl or same people and I don't know if they like split tips or what what happens oh my god going back to restaurants sorry also when you're tipping 20% somewhere 
The server doesn't see that entire 20% because they have to tip out their bartenders. They have to tip out their barbacks. They have to tip out the uh, expediters. The hostess. Like, everybody gets a cut of that. So, at the end of the day, they probably get 14% of what you actually leave them. I would also like to add to this and shout out to my girl Katie back in 2007, who was my hostess. I used to slide her an extra $10 to not put children in my section. (laughs) I'd be like, Katie, if you don't put any kids in my section, you got an extra 10 coming to you tonight. I like that a lot. I'm terrible. And I really do like kids for the most part, but not at my tables when I'm serving. (laughs) And they just make such a big mess, and they spill, and oh, Thank you, next. It. <laughs> what about your valet? Yeah, I always tip them, and I used to not valet my car because I had a piece of shit, but now that I have, like, a 2016 piece of shit, I feel a little bit better <laughs> about valeting my car. So it just kind of depends. Like, if they were quick, whatever, five bucks. Okay. It just kind of depends on the situation, I guess. But I'm always tipping them something. Well, I don't drive, so I never really hit my car. <laughs> well, what about your Uber or Lyft driver? Do you tip? I think I'm going to say this before you answer. It drives me nuts that it only gives you like 24 hours because sometimes I completely forget to log back in Lyft because I don't use it that often. Oh, I, I agree. I don't like that. Um, I also really, I don't mean this in a mean way, but like everybody could be a Lyft driver now and the past, like, five of ten rides have sucked for me. So, of course, like, like the standard has been, like, tarnished. So I don't know what's, like, actually good anymore. But when they have snacks and, like, water bottles, definitely tips galore. Because that's my favorite, and they deserve it. Like, I'll pay you – I'll give you, like, a $4 tip for, like, two pieces of chocolate and a mini water bottle. It's super easy to get a tip from me in a Lyft or an Uber – And it's just to not have a shitty scented air freshener in your car. (laughs) Because you have one of those and I feel like I'm going to vomit by the time I get to my destination. I don't want to tip you. Or if you're a good driver, a bad driver, if you want to talk and I'm not talking back to you and you're trying. There's a lot of factors that go into my Uber Lyft tips. So it's the majority of the time, no, I don't tip. All right. What about airport curbside check-in do you ever utilize that service um no I actually can't say I've ever utilized that service I just go to the counter because you know you just like click the little dually dad kiosk and if I'm, I'm in full support of technology um, especially when it's quick and easy I have utilized that service because I'm always late to the airport especially around Christmas time when I have to check a bag And with Southwest, you have to have your bag in 45 minutes before your flight departs or it's late. So sometimes I'll roll up with like 50 minutes till my flight and I'm like, got to check it on curbside. (laughs) And so I usually throw them like five bucks, even though it says you're supposed to do like one to two dollars per bag. But I'm always like, here's five bucks. Like you're standing outside in Chicago at Christmas. Take my money. I always pay for convenience and do do throw some tips in places that I probably shouldn't (laughs) or over tip. Okay. What about services? So we obviously get our nails and hair done a lot. What is your standard for nails and hair? So my standard for nails and hair different. I do 15 to 18% on my nails, depending on the quickness and how well they are done. 
And then my hair, I'm always a 25% or 30% kind of girl. I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, actually, I am the same because I love my hair chick. So I feel like I always tip her more than 20% because I just like going there. You can go back to the hair episode if you want to hear how much we love our hairstylists. But I feel like I always tip her more than 20%. And nails just, you're right, it depends on how well they did and how quick they did. And 15% is the minimum that I'll do, though. I love my hair girl. Like, she gave me a ride home today. Yeah, she deserves it. (laughs) She she deserves an extra 10%, honestly. (laughs) Full service. What about a tattoo artist? Funny you mention a tattoo artist. My friend Katie's husband, Tyson, is a tattoo artist in Arizona in Tempe. So if you're there and you're looking for a tattoo, hit me up. I'll give you his information. But I texted him and I was just like, hey, I'm doing a podcast about tipping. What are you supposed to tip your tattoo artist? And he said, it's like any other service industry, 10% if it was nothing impressive, 15 if it was exceptional, and 20 if you're freaking stoked about your piece and overall experience. <laughs> so pretty much the same type of thing. But don't forget to tip your tattoo artist, man. Yeah. What about your pet groomer, though? I mean, we, I know we both don't have pets, so... I have never tipped a pet groomer because I've never taken a dog to a pet groomer. But I do know my friends that do do that do about 20%. Interesting. Good to know. And movers, I did not know that you were supposed to to tip them at all do you well I just moved and I didn't know what the rate was either I literally had no clue I didn't even know that that was a thing my friend was like hey I forgot to get cash out do you have any cash that I could borrow I over tipped my movers from what I was told but I think of it this way they worked for five hours getting all the stuff out of my old apartment getting it into my new apartment. There were stairs at the old one, an elevator in the new one. And I tipped them, two guys, $100. So 50 each. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. I know it was. My sister and Todd were both like, I think you're supposed to tip like 20 each. And I was like, oops, I tipped 50 each. She did a really good job. She's like covering her face. But they did such a good job and I didn't have to do it. And I figure it was five hours and it was $10 an hour so that I didn't have to do it. Right? Okay. That's fair. I think for convenience again. I mean, I definitely over tipped. Don't take my advice on that one. I think it's about $5 an hour per mover. Don't be me. Don't fall into my trap. (laughs) Or be nice. I I think the movers out there want us to spread the word. I would like to end... Wedding officiant. We're going to do an entire wedding series coming up in May. And there's a whole lot of tipping that's involved in weddings that I need to read up on and learn about. But the reason I'm asking about this one is because I am, in fact, a wedding officiant. I am an ordained (laughs) minister. I've been trying to get Stephanie to purposely on accident marry me to somebody. So they're trapped to me. I mean, I can do it as long as there's a wedding license. A marriage license. Sorry, that's what they're called. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't tip Stephanie. But is that a thing? I didn't know. Everything that I read today when I was doing research said $50 to $100. Have you ever gotten tipped that much? I have only done one wedding. I married my best friend Kinsley and her husband Blair in May of 2015. And the reason that I did their wedding was Kinsley didn't really have a wedding party because it was a small like just family and friends wedding. 
So I kind of offered to do it so that I could be part of the wedding party slash the only person in the wedding party. And I did not get tipped. Where you at, Blair and Kinsley? <laughs> they, they give you so, like, they love you so much and they spoil the hell out of you. It's fine. You, you don't need a tip. <laughs> I'm actually just kidding because I also did Kinsley's makeup and I DJed too. Like I set up the Spotify for the wedding. And <laughs> after the wedding, they sent me and Kinsley on a trip to Jamaica as a thank you. So actually, I did get tipped. <laughs> that was a huge tip. Everybody should tip like that. <laughs> Stephanie, guess what I'm doing? Logging into Bank of America. Absolutely. And I'm calling you out for all the stupid shit you bought this week. Well, we'll we'll guess. I don't think it's that stupid this week, but you'll be the judge. But you'll approve because you always approve. So go ahead. I really don't know if I do. Anyway, uh, starting off, we have Fighting Blindness, $20. My cousin's husband's family, including Molly, who is a listener of Bougie and Broke, do a vision walk every year um, to fight blindness. And they're doing that soon. And they were trying to hit their goal. So I donated $20 to their team. Dope. I approve. You're right. I knew you would. Um, <laughs> I don't transfer to G Todd. $220. Okay. Well, that's a transfer to Todd, my boyfriend. For a plane ticket, because we booked our flights to Florida coming up in August. Cool. Um, Walgreens, Fort 17. <laughs> you know how I got a new piercing back in December? My conch? Oh, yeah. Well, it's super infected <laughs> to the point that, like, <laughs> the skin was swollen over the back of the earring. It was disgusting. Ew. And so I had to go to Walgreens to buy saline solution to make it stop and it worked within 24 hours oh i'm good that's a good four dollar purchase then heads up to anybody if you have a piercing and it gets infected go buy yourself some wound spray (laughs) next up target for twenty dollars and 37 cents i don't even know i mean i've been buying stuff for my apartment like organization bins and i bought some chocolate covered almonds that makes sense that adds up to twenty dollars and Langy Langley's Lang's liquor Lang's liquor for $10 on the way to opening day. It's this creepy dive bar that Kinsley and I walked by and I walked in and I'm like, we're running a little late. How about we do two fireball shots? And that's what that was. Ew. (laughs) I don't know if I, I approve about two of the five. (laughs) Maybe one, one of the five. I, I approve the blindness. And you don't approve of anything else. Uh, I approve of it all. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Let's move on to you. 303 Beauty Bar, 162.50. So like I said, I just got my hair did. I got a tone and a cut. And then the owner is starting her own line of makeup. And I bought two lip glosses. They're both 12.50 each. So I think I did pretty good. Especially with that 30% tip though. And I got a ride home. And two glasses of wine. Yeah, I think you were killing it tonight. I definitely approve of that. Eden Garden, $25.90. That sounds like a sex shop. <laughs> it, it is. It is? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, I thought it's I was an, right. Uh, it's an essential oil company, and I just got some more oils to diffuse to feel good about myself and zen and shit. Ooh, I approve of that, too. I need to get on board with the essential oils. I've heard good things. 
I, I diffuse them at work, so it doesn't smell like like farts and like musky sh- shit. That's a good idea. Prime now, thirty-seven, thirty-six. So this week we were supposed to have Bomb Cyclone two point Blizzard. So I wanted to be prepared in case the um, electricity went out again. So I ordered stuff to make peanut butter and jellies in case I couldn't cook, and snacks that were ready to eat. And a book, so I wasn't bored. So I got a new book and tons of candy and tons of junk food, just in case the power went out, and the blizzard wasn't even that bad. (laughs) Well, you got to do what you got to do and be prepared sometimes. Revel Social, $17. This is the bar that um, Chase Mook, whatever, from The Bachelor owns in Denver. And we had went out there this weekend, or wow, (laughs) last Friday, And it just posted to my bank account $17 for a couple drinks. And finally, AMK Coors Field, $60.58 worth of Coors Light, probably. This is actually me getting drunk at the store and buying so many stuffed animals for my um, new little niece. Oh my god, I was like... Please do not admit that you're buying stuffed animals for yourself on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. But I think it's also embarrassing that I spent $60. Honestly, this is even worse because I convinced the guy to give me the employee discount. So I got 25% off and I still spent $60. We're done here. <laughs> and that wraps up another episode of Bougie and Broke and a lovely game of Just the Tip. I can't with this name. I love it. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. It really helps out the show. Follow us on our social. Tell them where it's at. At Bougie and Broke Podcast on Instagram, at Bougie and Broke Pod on Twitter, bougieandbrokepodcast.com. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a wedding officiant. And if you need one of those, please hit me up at Stephanie Young. I only accept 50 to $100 tips, though. So, Or just the actual tip. <laughs> As always, the intro-outro music is by The Night Game. Brandy, what's the song? Bad Girls Don't Cry. Honestly, listen to the whole thing. I linked to it in our Twitter last week. Great jam. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Stay bougie. And broke.